The interior defensive line is the weakest position on this Florida Gators defense. We're going to take a look at it today, only here on Locked on Gators. You are Locked on Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Monday. Hope you all had a nice weekend. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports and GiantsCountryVSI.com. Reminder, this is second week and last week of my vacation, but... We still here, baby. We're talking about the defensive line today. And look, I, I realize saying it's the weakest position on this defense, kind of brazy considering the linebacker situation, but that's for another day. Uh, we have Javon Dexter right now. We, we know Javon Dexter is a proven talent who, I mean, look, look last year, just being frank about it, Last year, there were certain stretches of games where Jervon Dexter would just completely take over and dominate, whether it was beating his blocker, whether it was just running by his blocker and shooting the gap, whether it was just even holding two blockers and getting push and, and just creating stuff for other players. But there were also extended periods of time where he just went ghost. Um, it's as simple as that. Where there were there were not full games, but there were full series and full drives where it just seemed like Javon Dexter wasn't on the field. He wasn't making an impact, and I think that's what we're talking about with Javon Dexter taking that next step. Because I've been talking about it for months. National media is starting to talk about it for months. Where Javon Dexter is a potential first-round pick. Like, he, he's a freaky good player. He's just wildly inconsistent. And I don't even mean inconsistent as in, like, one play is here, one play is not. I mean inconsistent in the sense that he dominates for stretches and then disappears and dominates for stretches and then disappears. And I used to be standing on the point of, well, that's not the worst thing, depending on when he takes over. But it doesn't seem like he takes over. And maybe with improved conditioning programs and improved nutritional programs. Maybe that'll help him kind of do it more, um, more consistently that maybe he was just getting gassed, maybe whatever it might've been, but we, we need him to be more consistent. If this defense has any chance, we need Jervon Dexter to step up because we've got Brenton Cox Jr. as a proven edge rusher. We don't have another proven pass rusher on this defense. If Jervon Dexter doesn't step up and teams are talking about him at their, Media is talking about him as a first-round pick, and that that's possibly what's going to happen. It it should if he picks up and bees more bees a little bees whoosh stays a little more consistent. Um, like I've said, I, it's been I've been recording all these, so I got like six hours of recording today. So it's been a day, but um, pass rushing is clearly Javon Dexter's strength. That's where he dominates. But it's also one of those things where, because people talk about him as a as a three tech, which if you don't know, which we're going to talk about again. But the three tech is, is 
typically thought of as your pass rushing specialist defensive tackle. Like there's also a, a zero tech or a one tech who's more thought of that run stuffer, but Javon Dexter plays more of that three tech where yes, he's a pass rusher and that's probably his first responsibility in most cases with Dan Mullen's defense and with uh, Todd Grantham's defense, which whew, thank goodness they're gone. But Patrick Tony has, I mean, we had Prince Liam and me lean on the show a few months ago and he was like, yeah, like, like the big difference here is that we focus on stopping the run first and Javon Dexter's kind of got to shift more towards that. Cause if it seems like he's also dominated with his athleticism, with his size, he, he's a Javon Dexter's a big dude. And it seems like he's dominated with his size and with, with, with his athleticism. We'd like to see him pick up and dominate more consistently, but that's not something that we've seen to this point. And it's also, we need him to step up because Zachary Carter's gone. Zachary Carter was supposed to be the the big interior pass rusher for Florida, and he was. He consistently got interior pressure. But Zachary Carter had the same issue of he's not doing it consistently enough, um, and, and Javon Dexter has that same issue. I mean, also, Javon Dexter, like, congratulations to him because I know that he just had a kid a few weeks ago, maybe a month or two now at this point. Um, but he's got dad strength now. So good luck if you're an interior offensive lineman. He'll also get the benefit of going against some not so great offensive lines and then some very talented offensive lines that they're going to help bolster his resume and help NFL teams get a good feel for Javon Dexter as a player, which we know Javon Dexter as a player is going to be great. It's just a matter of when it happens and how consistently he can do that. We're about to talk about who might be his backup this coming season and beyond but first a quick word from our sponsors do you think that the florida gators football team is going to win six games this year seven games this year let's call it an even six and a half right why not bet online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information and right now they have the florida gators line set at six and a half wins this season If you think the Gators are going to win more than that, bet the over. If you think the Gators are going to win less than that, bet the under. If you want to bet on anything else, baseball, tennis, football in the NFL, whatever it is, basketball, whatever you want to bet on, you can do that. Check out Bet Online. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn all about the trends and action. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your First listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. And we're talking about the three tech now. And again, like I, I know I explained it last segment, the three tech usually lines up further out wide as a D tackle. They're closer, they're like lined up closer to the D end. They're in between usually a nose tackle and a D end or a nose tackle and an edge rusher. Um, their primary responsibility, or not their primary responsibility, but they're thought of as pass rushing defensive tackle. That's usually how they're classified, um, which is, it, it's a great role to have. It's a great assignment to have. Aaron Donald does it. A whole, a whole bunch, the best pass rushing defensive tackles usually play three tech, whether you're talking about Grady Jarrett as one of them, Aaron Donald as one of them, Geno Atkins as one of them back in the day, obviously. That's what they play. Right now, the Florida Gators, look, you got Javon Dexter. You have an all-American caliber player in Jervon Dexter. But then behind Jervon Dexter, you have Chris McClellan, the four-star freshman out of, uh, I think it's Owasso, Oklahoma. 
and he he's someone that I'm incredibly high on. I think he's going to be a fantastic football player. But he's probably not ready to be a truly impactful player just yet. He's still a freshman. And I get it where people keep talking about these freshmen as like, they're ready to play today. They can play today. They can play now. It's like, yeah, that, that's great. But I want you to be great early on. And I don't know if Chris McLaughlin can do that. I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying I don't know if he can. So we're looking at other guys like Chris Thomas Jr. What is, what is he going to do for us this year? And then we also have there's there's two players I wanted to talk about, and I had them on this list, and I was like, I don't know if we'd consider them defensive ends or if we'd consider them three techs. Um, but so, okay, the June fifteenth Gator Collective Spaces that I was talking about, Chris McClellan was in there, and they asked about other interior defensive linemen. He obviously mentioned Javon Dexter, he mentioned himself, and then he mentioned two players that I was on the fence about if they're technically interior defensive players or if they're edge players as in like the field side defensive end Tariq Sapp and Justice Boone Tariq Sapp is someone that he's been picking up a lot of hype lately because I mean over the past three months or so because he had a strong spring camp in general just the whole camp strong spring camp and the spring game, which is the last time any of us got to watch live Gators football playing against anybody, even though it was against each other, it was the last time we got to see them play against anybody, Tariq Sapp kind of did his thing. Like he, he had a great stretch for a bit where obviously like there were rotations and, and all that, but Tariq Sapp had a great spring game, and it kind of brought more people into the idea that, you know, maybe this kid is is a actual impact player for this year and I'm, I'm not saying he can't be i'm excited if he can because i'm looking at this group and the only other player outside of javon dexter that i think will be a very good player is chris mcclellan if tyreek sap can do that this year that's fantastic uh, that that's great for the florida gators everybody wants that to be successful for them and here's the thing with the three tech right now also is we got chris mcclellan we're like oh he's a good pass rusher We've got Tyreek Sapp, and we're like, oh, well, he he showed he could be a good pass rusher in the spring game. But like I mentioned, a three-tech is primarily thought of as a defensive tackle or a pass-rushing defensive tackle, a defensive tackle that can kind of push the pocket and close the pocket. But you also need to at least hold your own in the run game, and that's something that we're not seeing from even just a lot of high school players in general nowadays. Nowadays, a lot of high schoolers are nose tackles or three techs and they can't play well against the run. So that's kind of what I'm curious about too, because Javon Dexter is a dominant player. We know both sides on pass rushing and run stopping. He's a dominant player, but can his depth back him up? Because ideally Javon Dexter stays healthy the entire time. He doesn't get hurt at all, but I mean, he's, he's still going to rotate in. That's something that we've talked about with Patrick Tony's defense, Sean Spencer, they're going to rotate their defensive linemen. They're going to rotate their edge rushers. They're going to rotate their linebackers. They're going to rotate their corners, and they're going to rotate their safeties. They're going to rotate everybody. So it's about finding the right mix of who should be where, when, when. And Jervon Dexter is going to need some help. Chris McClellan, Tariq Sapp, they're great. But even then, I think you need more depth because injuries are going to happen at some point. And you really hope that it's not going to be one where a little injury can end or really hurt your season. We're about to talk about the nose tackle position next, but first a quick word from our sponsors. 
when we're talking about nose tackles, three their nose tackles or zero techs, one techs, whatever you want to call them, you you think of the big dudes. Like you think of uh, Snacks Harrison. Like you, you think of Brandon Meebane. Like the big guys that they're not splash players. For the Florida Gators, more recently, you could talk about TJ Slayton. That that's kind of what he did. He just ate the blocks, and that's that's a very important role. Um, that I think I think way too many people overlook um, because you go okay like like you just have to be big and that's it. But in the grander scheme of things, there's so much more value in a good nose tackle. You look at what the Florida Gators can do this coming season with nose tackle. I mean, you look at last year we had Antonio Valentino, Daquan Newkirk come in to play that role, and then now they're gone, and it's well. Who's it going to be? And there's kind of only three players on the team right now where I'm looking at them and I'm going, I could see them being a starting nose tackle for the Florida Gators. It's Jalen Lee, Jalen Humphreys, and Desmond Watson. Um, I know all of us love Desmond Watson. He's the guy that, honestly, I'd kind of prefer that he starts at nose tackle uh, just because he's a toss-up. Jalen Humphreys a toss-up. Jalen Lee is a toss-up. I'd rather put the physical freak that is Desmond Watson with, I don't even know how to describe his ceiling, but I I, I want that there. Um, but the priority for a nose tackle, zero tech, one tech, and, and the tech just means where they're lined up. So zero tech, one tech, you're on the center or just on the, like head up with the center or on the center shoulder. Um, the priority at your position, yes, is to, Eat space, eat blocks. You're supposed to, basically, you're a decoy. You get none of the love. You get none of the, uh, not none of the accolades, because you're still going to get the, your love and accolades there, but you get none of the public love. Like, like if an offensive line plays great, they usually don't get public love from national media and fans. If a quarterback gets sacked 11 times in a game, everybody's dunking on the offensive line. That's similar to a nose tackle. If you're a nose tackle, if you hold the middle and there's very little rushing success from the other side, you're not going to get praised. It's just that no one, no one's going to notice. But if you get gashed for 300 up the middle, you're going to get obliterated by national media and by fans. So you need to eat blocks. You need to eat space. Yes. But it's not just because you're doing that. The main purpose for that is, at least in this case, for you to eat blocks and maintain space so that a um, that the, the linebacking room this year can make some plays. Because Ventrell Miller is a proven run-stopping linebacker, and he's proven that he's capable of making plays against the run. He's proven that he's at least acceptable in coverage. He's he's our cap. He's our, I don't know, I mean, he's, a, he's our leader, essentially, of this defense. And he's fine. As is Derek Wingo, I'm fine with as well. But there are two Gators linebackers that we think are going to play at least a considerable amount this season. And they leave a little bit to be desired in the uh, in, in, in the mass category. And it's DeWan Black and Scooby Williams, who we know that we've talked about them as fantastic coverage players and these fantastic pieces that you could do a whole bunch with. But one of the most important parts of playing linebacker in the SEC and playing linebacker um, at, at the NFL level afterwards is being able to shed blocks. Dewan Black, Scooby Williams, 
they're rather skinny right now for linebackers, and they probably won't be able to make these high-impact plays against the run early on. But if you have, I don't know, a nose tackle that's eating up two blockers, and you have a linebacker that can run in free to make the stop, that's big. And that's especially big when you consider we're going to see nose tackle, three tech, and two ends. That's four down linemen. If there is Britton Cox with one tackle, with one offensive tackle paying attention to him, Prince Liam and Mealine with another offensive tackle paying attention to him, and then you got Javon Dexter with one offensive tackle, and then a nose tackle eating up two blockers, or if they want to, I don't know, double-team Javon or double-team Brenton Cox, uh, then your nose tackle has a one-on-one, and he could probably just get some push back. Then you have your linebackers can run in free because all the offensive linemen are accounted for. And that's constantly overlooked. So I think Desmond Watson is the guy that I would prefer be the starting nose tackle this year just because his ceiling's so high. So just get him reps. Uh, if it's not him, then probably Jalen Lee and then Jalen Humphreys. Jalen Humphreys is the one that I'm lowest on right now. Jalen Lee is that middle of the pack guy. Um, but honestly, whichever one can step up and maintain their spot and maintain space and not lose ground. I think you have to start them. I like I again I I don't think it can be uh possibly overlooked as how important the nose tackle will be in this Patrick Tony defense and with Sean Spencer hopefully making them viable pass rushers as well as just gap pluggers. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more on your Florida Gators. Now make your second listen to the Lockdown NBA Big Board Podcast. Rafael Barlow, Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin give fans an in-depth look into the biggest prospects, the latest player rankings, and of course, big boards. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole9Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. And I will see you all tomorrow.